Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for joining us for episode number 124 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast brought to you by PJS and CoCPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and joining me today is partner, CPA, and VCFO, Jamie Staley. Good morning. Good morning, Megan. How are you today? Doing well. It's still early. I'm still sipping my coffee here as we record. So yes, <laughs> trying to kick off the day in the right way. It's not quite as early here, but it's it's still... The day is fresh. So today we are talking about giving and getting feedback. And really, we're focusing on taking your leadership to the next level because this is something that in our company, we've been really focused on this for probably the past year, year and a half, really honing in and giving and receiving feedback in a better and more open way, I would say. And looking at it from a growth and learning perspective has really helped. Yeah, I think feedback's important and it's easy to shy away from it and not want to give it and take it because it can be uncomfortable. And I think we just learned sort of the hard way that when you're not providing that feedback regularly or directly, you know, you run into a lot of trust issues and then that creates other problems and issues. So it's one of those things that you kind of, feel like it's not maybe, oh, it's really not a big deal. I don't need to say anything. But then becomes a bigger deal over time. And now it's been a long time and you haven't said anything. And so you have this kind of back and forth. It's just better to be more direct, you know, maybe sensitive and careful how you're talk, talking about that feedback. But it is better to be talking about it more regularly. The more regularly you talk about it, the easier it gets. And it's better for you as a leader, right? You want to be giving feedback to your team. You want to be taking received feedback and, you know, making changes that can help your team overall, right? So as you mentioned, growth and leadership. So I think we've been focusing on that as well. And I think it only gets us to a better place. I think we're more open, we're more comfortable, we're more understanding. Like, yeah, I know I'm not perfect. I know I need to work on certain things. What are those things? What can I do to make our leadership team better and our company better? And so I think we take it from that perspective. And I think we're seeing a lot of really positive results from that. Yeah. It's really an opportunity to strengthen not only relationships, but just your self-awareness too, right? Because a lot of times, you know, we tell ourselves these stories about how we handle situations or how we approach something. And maybe that's not how it's being perceived. Like we think we're doing something like, oh, I'm really open. But then you know, somebody will say something like, well, you kind of shoot down ideas and you don't even realize you're doing that. But that self-awareness, right. like as you're going into meetings or understanding how other people are, are seeing you can really give you just a different perspective and, and more sensitivity, I guess, to how you're responding to things too. Not that we have to like tiptoe around everything or walk on eggshells when we're with our team, but just understanding how you're being perceived in different situations and having that openness and ability for the team to give you that feedback is huge because like you said, like 
things might not seem like a big deal in the moment. But if you're doing that over and over and over again for seven years, like that can become a really big issue. And somebody might take that little chunk of like, oh, they always give negative feedback here. And then it starts to become this story that, oh, they're just a negative person. They don't approve anything. Like it goes from this one little thing that happened that during one meeting and becomes like this ongoing thing if you don't address it. So it's something that we've seen has become really important and something that we've spent more time being aware of and having conversations around because it just doesn't seem like before being a part of a leadership team, right? Like I didn't think that would be a part of running a business because I'm just like, well, we need to do the work. We need to stay on task. We need to meet deadlines, you know, because I'm very like deadline driven, you know, like all of this personal stuff. I'm just like, ah, we don't have time for this. Right. With task oriented. Are we getting the tasks done? Right. Like put everything else to the side. What are our goals? <laughs> we need to like meet our numbers. Like these are the things, but that's part of the self-awareness that I've come to see too. Is like, okay, this is important. We do need to take the time to nurture this, these things and have these tough conversations because if we don't, it can really become bigger issues. Yes. And I think it's different for each person too, because the way you work with one person, you guys may have no problems. Like you work together totally. well, you're both direct, you both understand when you have a question, you just ask and you challenge them. And so maybe two people work together really great, but then somebody else just takes things different. Maybe they take things more personally. So you just need to be careful. So just understanding, mm-hmm. I think, what how the receiver is going to take it as well as one of the challenges, right? It's kind of like why we might, might want to stay away. Like, oh, I don't totally. know how she's act or whatever. Like, I just won't say anything. Yeah. But I think in the long run, you need to find a way to be able to communicate with each other so that people can make adjustments and changes and you can get your perspective heard so that, you know, you can evolve that relationship and get better at communicating and, and that's just benefits everybody. So I think that's important. Yeah, I, I agree. And one of the tools that has really helped our entire team in accomplishing this is a book by Sheila Heen and Douglas Stone called Thanks for the Feedback. And we'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. But there's also a couple of videos that kind of summarize the entire book for you in about an hour. And then there's a a little shorter one. It's about 20 minutes. So we'll link to those and we'll probably include those in some email newsletters coming out here too. That way, if you don't have the full, you know, however many hours to sit down and listen to the audio book or read it, you can kind of get an idea of like what's included in there and those tools. But we're going to try to run through it here in about 20 minutes and just give you a brief overview. That way you have a taste of it. And then you can, you know, kind of explore deeper if this is something that's, that interests you or something that your team needs. I highly recommend going through and reading the book in full because there's just additional examples and tools that you can use throughout that. So one of the biggest things that they cover in this book is that you stress about giving the feedback, but really the receiver is the biggest component of the whole feedback equation because it really depends on like the mental state of where you are when you receive the feedback. Like if you've had just a really bad day and then somebody comes to me with feedback, I'm like, I don't really want to hear this right now. Like I don't don't care. I don't like, I'm not in a space to even like process any of it, right? Like, but if I've had a great day, like it's going to be, received completely different. So a lot of it is based on the receiver. It's not even about the feedback or how it's given. Like 
it can be completely transformed by how it's perceived. So that's thing number one. And then there's there's two core human needs that Jamie, I, I know I when I was listening to this, I was like, oh, that's why feedback is so hard. <laughs> like that really makes sense. So do you want to cover the double-sided sure. coin of why <laughs> this is so sure. difficult? So yeah, they talk about the two kind of human needs that we all kind of crave or want. And so one of them is to learn and to grow. So we're always like, yeah, yeah, I want to grow. I want to do better. You know, so in that one perspective, you're like, yeah, I want feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me what I want in that perspective. However, on the flip side, you still have that need to be accepted, respected, and, you know, just loved in general. I, you know, you're doing a great job. You know, you want to hear that you're doing a great job. So I think that's one of the challenges in the feedback is that, to your point, if you're not in a good place and you kind of lay on more negativity or bad news or, hey, we need you to change something, that can just be a bigger hit to like, hey, I'm not enough or I'm not stepping up enough or I'm not doing what I should be. So I have to change. So I think it's one of those things like, yes, we want to learn and grow. But to your point, we have to be at least mindful of when are we giving this What's the perspective? I think this kind of goes back to the, how do you give that feedback? And to your point to the receiver is the one that's going to take it and and we want them to take something away from it. So how do we give that feedback? Do we just lay it on them? Do we say, hey, let's talk about all the great things that happened in this situation that were great, but here are some things you need to work on. You know, here's some things we could have done different together. So trying to word it in a way that's not all on one person, if, if it's a group kind of effort or in the perspective of, hey, here's one area that you can work on to improve. And I think we'd have even better results so that it's not as personal potentially, even though it is obviously very personal. So, and I think that's, that's the biggest challenge with feedback. And I can't remember who said this, but it's the, I think there's a quote like clear is kind and unclear is unkind. Mm -hmm. And I think that really resonated because we don't want to tell people bad news or bad things, but we're like, if we don't, they continue to do those things and they right. can't improve and they can't grow and they can't get better. And so, you know, it's a very fine line to walk to be able to provide that feedback in a manner that they'll take it well and make some changes and help them to learn and grow. So hoping, you know, maybe focus on, hey, this is why we're talking about it. And I think in our team too, that's why we're, we have some folks that are a little bit more guarded and like, aren't used to giving the feedback. You mentioned, you know, it's not something that you're like, hey, why? let's just get the tasks done. Why are we talking about <laughs> right. all this? But it's important because we need to be able to talk to each other. We need to be able to communicate if there's an issue with communication or mm-hmm. how something's being done or because otherwise it eats at us, right? And then we're frustrated with that person and then it comes out in different ways. And then, you know, to your point, it gets blown up and you're like, wait, this is over some like little thing that if I just said this two weeks ago mm-hmm. would have been resolved in 10 minutes or yeah. a half And that the person, the other person isn't even aware of, right? Like right. they don't even know that you're pissed off about right. whatever it is. Yeah, they're like, why are you mad? What has happened? Yeah. And you're like, don't you understand for two weeks, this has been building and frustrating right. and, and It's been keeping me. me up at night. <laughs> Like you got to share those things so that it's not stressing people out so Mm -hmm. that they need to know, like, don't stress out about it. Just talk to us. Just tell us this frustration and let's come up with a better solution so you don't have to feel that way. And I think that's one of the big takeaways is people just think, I'll just deal with it. Like, it's not, it's not something I should bring up. I should just 
push it under the rug and deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I think we're trying to encourage more. No, it's important. Even if you don't feel like it's a big thing. Well, if it's not a big thing, then we'll talk about it for 10 seconds and we'll all move on. Yeah. (laughs) You'll feel better and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But if it is something bigger, then we have the, you know, ability to address it, make Mm -hmm. changes, have discussions. So, yeah. Now, one of the things that they cover in the book and and in these videos that, that we'll link to is there's three different triggers that kind of indicate why we don't take feedback. And it's good to be aware of these because sometimes we'll get feedback and immediately just disregard it. Like, oh, they don't know what they're talking about or, you know, it, but it falls into these three categories that I wouldn't have even thought of before reading the book because it's just, you know, you do it naturally without understanding why, right? Which is like why a lot of psychology interests me because you kind of like see the back end or the gears inside of like, oh, right, that's why I'm (laughs) doing that, you know, or that's why that person, it just gives you more understanding. And I feel like more patience too with things, Mm -hmm. just understanding why, why it's working that way. So I'll just give an overview first and then we can dive into each of these. But There's C, which is truth triggers, we, relationship triggers, and then me, which is identity triggers. So we'll we'll cover each of these a little in depth, but the first one is C, which is a truth trigger. And that one's probably the easiest one to resolve because it's just like, you can just ask more questions. So that's just basically you don't understand what the person is talking about. Like they're giving you a general feedback about like, well, you're not assertive enough. But like my impression of assertive is probably different than your impression of assertive, right? Like I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean. Like, you know, but what you mean by assertive is just being a little more direct or asking more questions or, you know, so opening the door and instead of me just saying, I don't want to be assertive, okay, can you explain to me what you mean by assertive? Like, can you give me an example? Or like just giving you that second to pause and instead of just writing it off, ask more questions, right? Get curious about what does that mean? Yeah, I think asking more questions is important because in their examples, you know, maybe you're like, no, that's not how I want to be seen. So no, I'm not doing that. Like just flat out, no. So instead try to make sure you're asking questions to understand the feedback so that you can make good adjustments and make improvements to how you're reacting or, or handling a situation. But I do think, you know, we instantly, in all areas of feedback, we want to defend ourselves first. Like it's just mm-hmm. a natural reaction, right? right? No, I'm not that. Or why would you say that, like that I do that? And so I feel like that's just a defense. Like we want to protect ourselves and be like, no, that's untrue. <laughs> But instead, we were challenging you to say, hey, find out what they really mean. Find out what they're specifically asking, because maybe it's a super simple change and right. not so overwhelming that, you know, oh, wait, you don't need me to be assertive and aggressive and asking all these, you know, doing this outwardly. You just want me to ask more questions, be more direct. Don't let, you know, if there's something that they don't, you know, completely give us information on, make sure we're asking those follow-ups to get more information. So maybe it's you know, they say assertive, they just mean be more direct, be more, you know, and so to your point, defining what do you mean by that, no matter whether it's a word or a, if they give you some high level feedback, try to get examples like you're mentioning. Hey, where is an example that 
I could have done that or you would have liked to see X, Y, Z. Yeah, going back to curiosity versus the defensive, which is so hard to do, but just take a minute and breathe and like, okay, just being aware of what you're doing. (laughs) Like, okay, how can I be more curious about this situation versus just like, why would you say that about me, you know? Right, Um, yeah. I like that curiosity. Yeah. So the next trigger is the we, the relationship trigger, which gets a little more complicated, (laughs) you know, because this isn't the what, it's the who. And this depends on who is giving the feedback. Like if you have a 10-year relationship with this person and you felt wronged by this person or, you know, like all of that history and all of that, baggage, I'm going to say, plays into the feedback that you're going to get from that person. And it's easy to say, well, they just don't like me or they have a vendetta against me or, you know, whatever it is. But really, maybe the feedback is good. You're just writing it off because of who was giving it. Yeah. Relationships are complicated, especially working relationships can be. And so, yeah, feedback from someone that you don't trust Mm -hmm. is obviously going to be a lot harder to take. So. Again, trying to build that trust with the continuous feedback, like we talked about a little bit earlier, is helps to like get that relationship to a good place. But, you know, you're likely going to have a time in your life where you're working for someone that you just don't get along with or you don't maybe respect or that you don't, you know, so it is going to be hard to do that. I mean, I definitely in my career have gotten feedback that I disagreed with. And it was from somebody who I didn't feel like really knew the situation well enough. And so, yeah, I mean, just trying to, again, try to see what truth is in there to make sure you're not overlooking it just because the person is not the right person. You know, maybe they aren't and maybe it's not coming (laughs) from a place where they really, truly want you to grow and learn, but doesn't mean that you can't take some valuable information from it. So, you know, you do want to take some things with a grain of salt, understanding the relationship that you have with that person is key in in doing so. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of tips that they give in both the video and the book that kind of dive deeper into this. In this conversation, I feel like it's, it's difficult to really get into the details of it, but I highly encourage you to go watch the video at the very least or read the book if you want more in-depth information about how to start tackling the challenge of this relationship trigger because it just it gets like deeper and deeper and deeper the, the more you get into it yeah. because it, it is complicated and it's hard to address, but they do have some really good tips for how to navigate that and how to have those conversations and how to start fixing it too. Yeah. And as far as relationships too, just one last note is that I know we're trying to encourage our team to get feedback from people maybe we work for and also people that work for us so that we can get different levels of feedback based on maybe our role and, you know, tasks that we're doing so that we're, as far as the relationship, you know, maybe we're overseeing some people and we're going to give them feedback. And then we ask them for feedback to make sure, hey, am I handling this in a way that works for you? Are we communicating well? Do you have any feedback for me? And again, if I think the more you can open lines of communication, that starts to help ease at least some of the tensions that might be within relationships. So. I think that's an important note too and something we're trying to work on here. I know I'm trying to work on that. It's a to-do on my list of like, hey, schedule a meeting, just talk with this person, make sure I'm asking them, like, what can I do better to work with you to make our relationship better, to be more direct so that you understand, is there anything unclear? 
And so just trying to have those those discussions in different directions because that your role can play a part in the whole relationship of what whether you take that feedback or not. And so is it my boss telling me this or is it, you know, uh, somebody working under me? And it doesn't mean that the feedback's any more or less valuable just because it's your boss versus somebody else. So you want to try to take it all and just see what you can do to improve. Yeah. And I think that's an important distinction too. I, I know you mentioned it in there, but how you ask for the feedback is important because if you just ask like the open, open-ended, hey, do you have any feedback for me? A lot of people, especially if they're reporting to you, they're like, no, everything's great. You're great. Yeah. You know, they don't... <laughs> Are you asking for honesty? Right. Are you asking for, you know, like they don't know no. really what that invitation is for, right? So one of the the tools that I think it came from this book is to to ask, what is one thing that I could do better to improve our working relationship or to help you work better? Or, you know, that asking that what very one specific. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very specific. Because then it it allows them like, okay, you're just asking for what, like it's very specific, like you said, and it's not so open-ended and like, am I going to get in trouble for like saying something? You know, like, it kind of yeah. opens the door and gives gives them more of an opportunity, I feel like, to feel like they can be honest too. Right, yeah. I mean, that's the goal here is we want honesty and and growth, right? So that's right. the point. Like if we can get some good, honest feedback, then that helps us to grow as leaders. Yep. And then the other one, which is just as complicated, I feel like, as the relationship is the me, that identity triggers, which is pretty much like your relationship with yourself and what your brain is telling That's you. That's not about complicated your, at all. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not for some people, but I feel like my brain is just like, ah. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. <laughs> so this is really like, so you get feedback and it really, you feel like it attacks who you are as a person. Like, well, I'm a hardworking person and this feedback is saying like, I didn't do my best on something or I'm a kind person and you're saying I'm being too harsh when I give direction or like, it's something that goes in direct conflict with who you are or who you think you are or who you, how you think right. you're perceived. And that is like such a big threat that your brain just goes, and freaks out and doesn't know how to even respond to yeah. it. Like you just get overwhelmed. Yeah, I think it goes back to that defense mechanism of you're just wrong. Right. This isn't true. Right. I'm just going to keep moving on. Yeah, yeah. Glad you had some feedback for me, but that's not, I'm not going to take it. It doesn't make any sense. It's not, it's not true. So all of us have complicated relationships and all of us day to day are having a good day, a bad day. But when you get feedback to your point, it challenges the things you believe about yourself potentially mm -hmm. and then question, you know, then you're like, wait, people think I'm harsh and mean. Like that's right. not how I thought I was coming across. Right. And you just kind of want to put, I'm not going to think about that. So again, it's challenging you to look past. Okay. They're not saying you're a horrible person. Mm -hmm. They're just saying, Hey, can you maybe soften this up a little bit or maybe just say it in a different manner because what you're saying is important. But some people, again, everyone's different, may take it as harsh and that's not how you intend it to be, but it could be coming across that way. So again, it's back to the receiver and trying to be sensitive as you're giving feedback because they're going to want to put up the guard and like, now you're just telling me I'm not hardworking and that's right. not true. 
Right. You know, and then you have to like battle that whole discussion just to get to the like, well, I just wanted to give you this one piece of feedback. <laughs> I can't get to it. <laughs> right. You've just put up a wall of like everything. You know, I don't believe what you're saying. This is not who I am. Instead of saying, okay, let me, let me take a moment to say like, I could see how this could come across harshly if I'm being very direct and uh-huh. just not, you know, putting things together or, or putting things more clear and, and things like that. So, you know, we've definitely had that too. And it's difficult because what one person thinks may be harsh, somebody else thinks is like, great, just tell me. Like, I don't want, I don't need like the sugar coating, but other people, you know, we had this with one of our clients, just they needed more in an email than, hey, I need this. Can you send it over? Like they wanted a, hi, how are you doing? How's your day? What's going on? They just wanted that little bit of extra. Don't just like send me an email with, what do you need? You know, they just needed more. And so for some people that's difficult because you're like, I just need to get... I get my task done. I don't, not that I don't want to be nice, but I just am trying to be like, you know, send me what I need. Right. So being aware of who needs that. And so, you know, trying to, you know, hey, I hope you guys are having, you're having a great week. Here's a few things I need to finish this project. You know, one, two, three, four, just to kind of cushion some of that so that as the person or receiver of that, they're getting a little bit more of, hey, you're a person, you're asking me how I'm doing. Okay, let me now help you. So it is a challenge, I think, when giving feedback because you don't know what perspective that person is in and mind frame and how they're going to take it. And so just being open to that and just helping them to hear the feedback and then understanding how maybe the feedback could have been given better so that they can take it and just getting their their kind of frame of reference can help too. Yeah, and that's another tool that I was helpful for me in understanding this too because there's three components that they outline that that contribute to the sensitivity that somebody has to feedback. And there's baseline, which is basically like, if there was a scale of one to 10, how happy are you? And there's some people that are like, always a nine, like life is great, butterflies and rainbows, <laughs> like, you know, like <laughs> nothing can get them down. And then there's people that live their life at a two, that it, it's just like kind of just always kind of unhappy. They can always find the fault in something, you know. And that can yeah. really impact, like, if you are a two, if you get positive feedback, it's kind of muffled. Like, okay, yeah, great. Like, you just don't hear it because you kind of, you always are looking at, like, the negative side of things, right? And then there's yeah. the second one is swing. So how big of a reaction are you going to have to the feedback? Is it going to completely ruin your day? Or is it just kind of like a, oh, all right, and then you move on? And then the third one is sustain or recovery. So if you get positive feedback, does that stay with you for the whole week? Are you like, oh my gosh, they loved that report that I gave them. It was amazing. Or does it stay with you for five seconds? And you're like, okay, yeah, they, okay, they liked it, but like moving on, you know, how could I be better? Or mm-hmm. negative, like if you get negative feedback on the flip side, does that stay with you all month? Are you constantly like, oh my gosh, they hated that email that they got, you know, are they going to, how are they going to react? Now you're thinking about it with every email that you send. Like, so these three components can really impact how you receive and how you're going to give feedback. Because if you're somebody who's super sensitive, you're going to tiptoe around like, okay, well, I got to be careful because of how this person might take it. And then on the flip side, if you're somebody that, you know, can take things and it rolls off your back, you might be seen as that harsh person that's like, it's not a big deal. Just say it and get it over with. Meanwhile, yeah. this sensitive person is like, how dare you? Right. <laughs> yeah. 
is it kind of gives insight into how those interactions play together and how why you're receiving it in the way that you're receiving it and why somebody else might take your feedback in a completely different way than you meant it too. Yeah. And I think that's important. Again, knowing different people and knowing that we have those different types of personalities just that I work with on a you know regular basis, that trying to understand how they would take feedback and communicating with them. And even this is making me think like, hey, at our next team call, maybe we should talk about feedback. Let's, hey, we're going to be asking you guys for feedback and we're going to be giving you guys feedback. And we want this to become a normal part of our culture and discussions. Don't feel like you're not doing a good job because you're getting feedback Mm because the goal is everybody gets feedback. We're always growing and learning. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to kind of make it more acceptable and more normal part of your day to day, like that really kind of helps make it not like, oh my gosh, they set up a meeting with me. They're going to tell me something. I'm getting <laughs> you know, tired. Like, it's a huge thing. And then it goes back to all these, like, how are they feeling? And, you know, mm-hmm. so I feel like just kind of making it more static, like more normal that we're going to have these conversations periodically. We want you to be giving us feedback and just making it an open dialogue. So it's not so scary. And so like, oh, like I'm, it's all, it's about me. I'm not doing a good job. They had to have this whole meeting with me to talk about it. Well, that's right. not necessarily the case. Maybe we just wanted to, hash it out. Like we're all about proactive communication. So trying to talk about things, trying to provide feedback so you can make changes is really what it's all about. Yeah. And I, that, that's a great way to kind of wrap up the conversation here is like trying to minimize the challenges and the hurt that we're seeing in the feedback and understand where that person's coming from so that we can get to the learning faster, right? Because the ideal out of sharing this feedback is that we're able to see the feedback for what it is. It's not an attack on our character. It's just a way that we can get better, right? So there's going to be people in your life that are better at giving feedback to you than others. And we just kind of have to take it and learn from it what we can and try to be better and try to be better at giving feedback too, not only receiving, but giving. So it's a it's a two-sided coin here and it's not easy, but I feel like it's gotten a little easier with practice. It's still not fun, I would say, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it not has fun. gotten easier. Yeah, I think that we can see too, the trust like becomes better when you're talking to each other more and you're saying, hey, I just need to talk to you about something. This didn't go well. Mm -hmm. I think we can do it better. Here are some things and here are some ideas and let that person be like, okay, here's why I did it that way. Let's talk about how we can do it better. So I think, again, trying to take it from a collaborative approach that more than, hey, how can I feel better about this and you feel better about this so that next time we don't have whatever maybe issue or problem that arose Mm -hmm. um, due to it. So I think Again, being open, being proactive and having it regularly, I think it's just the best takeaways because that just makes it not a huge ordeal, which I feel like when you hold it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait for the ordeal. And it's so hard to fix an ordeal that's been going on for six months that half of the the parties don't know about. Right. (laughs) Like you're like, wait, what? Like, how can I, I didn't know that was an issue. I don't even remember remember it. Yeah. I can't remember what I may have said or didn't say, but that wasn't my perspective at all. So then how do we come together to be like, all right, let's not have that happen again. Let's have a conversation right when you're like, hey, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable here. Here's what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. How can we adjust so that we don't have to deal with it? So I think we're looking to avoid 
issues, right? Yep. And have better collaboration and working together. So I think if we can come from that place with your feedback and if you're communicating that to your team and leadership and everybody and you as a leader are per- participating in that, that also shows right here, here's what we want it to look like. Here's what we do. And it's not everybody else but me. Right. <laughs> it's everyone. Right. Well, we hope that you've learned something in this episode. And like I said, highly recommend the book and we'll link to some other resources for you so that you can dig a little deeper because there's there's a lot to it. You know, it's not something that we could cover in a 30 minute conversation for you all. So I hope you take the time to spend digging into this, learning more so that you can become a better leader, a better manager, better in all relationships, really in your life. If you have any questions about this, we are happy to help with whatever experience that we can shed light on. Email us at info at pjscpas.com. Otherwise, keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.